Hey everyone, this is Krista Bontrager. I want to thank you for watching. And this is just part of a random uh, set of reflections, if you will, about various questions related to gender issues. And as it relates to the larger conversation in many evangelical churches about biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. And you know, one of the things that I've noticed in studying scripture is that when the Lord created humans, he created male and female. It describes in Genesis chapter one, it says in verse 28, it says, then God said, let us make humankind in our image and after our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over all the creatures that move on the earth. God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. I find it very interesting that in the big picture, the first thing that God wants us to know about male and female is that they are both created in the image of God. It's not that, the, well, the man came first, which we don't find out actually until Genesis chapter 2, that God created the man first. Here in Genesis chapter 1, what he wants us to know is that he created both male and female, both originate from the hand of the creator, and that both are created in his image, and that they have been given the same jobs. There's no like man jobs and woman jobs. They both have the same jobs, and that is to rule over God's creation. And then it says in verse 28, God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every creature that moves along the ground. They have basically three jobs, to be fruitful and multiply, and they need each other to accomplish that job. The man can't do it on his own and the woman can't do it on her own. Second job is to fill the earth and to subdue it. And in the, the word picture here of subduing the earth is to bring uh, that which is untamed outside of Eden to make it tamed, to bring Eden, to spread Eden over the planet, if you will. And, and that's kind of the word picture there. And then finally to rule, to rule over the creation as we mentioned earlier in uh, verse 26 that's restated there in in verse 28 what i find fascinating is that in all three of these jobs the man and the woman they need each other and that's what god wants us to know is the foundation of our relationship as men and women is that we need each other and um in chapter two of genesis there's this word where it says that that the woman is created as a helper, some translations say. And really the word there is ezer in the Hebrew, and it's it's kind of a picture, a word picture of a, a co-warrior, a co-worker with Adam. It's not like the woman is sort of the, the backup singers of secondary importance to the man. The man's doing the real work, but the woman's just coming along as a helper. Rather, it's an echo of what God has already told us in chapter one, that the man and the woman are gonna co-labor, they're gonna co-rule and reign the earth together. And I like how this is restated in the New Testament is the body of Christ that, you know, after the fall, we fall into sin, but then we get to the cross eventually and God's people are entering into a redemptive relationship with him. And so that um, when we're being redeemed, 
and we're living as the church in uh, the New Testament, there, there is the Holy Spirit that's living in us and that there's a little bit of a sense in which we are being restored back to our state before the fall. And that as the Holy Spirit takes hold of us more and more, we are conformed to the image of Christ. And that the curse begins to be reversed in us. And what I find fascinating in the body of Christ is that Jesus says um, that, that in the church there is no male or female. In other words, it's not what he's saying is that there's no distinctiveness between male and female, but that we're all on equal footing when it comes to salvation. We're all equal sinners, male and female. Men aren't more sinful than, than, than women, and women aren't more sinful than men. And both need the same type of salvation. There's not a different man plan of salvation or a different woman plan of salvation. They're both equal. But then also that the spiritual gifts are given to us under the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's no man spiritual gifts or women spiritual gifts. There's just spiritual gifts. And these spiritual gifts help the body of Christ to grow, to grow in maturity, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4. And that we should rule and reign the planet together as God's people. And so really what we see in the church is a beginning to reverse the effects of the fall. Now granted, we won't be perfected until the new creation, but there is a sense in which we have part of the new creation already dwelling in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And as we put to death our flesh more and more, and the fruit of the Spirit is manifest in our lives, men and women ought to uh, be able to reverse that curse on some level and get along with each other and co-rule and reign the on the planet to begin to reverse the curse and bring the kingdom of God to dwell on earth as it is in heaven. And so to me, the mandate of Genesis 1 hasn't changed at all. Men and women co-ruling and reigning to uh, subdue the earth, to fill the earth, and to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. This is God's big picture, I think, of gender equality and understanding the relationships between men and women. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.